stingy or dusty Anything ragged or rotten or rusty Yes, I love trash If you really want to see something trashy, look at this Throw it in the trash, throw it in the trash Greetings, MMD, this is Jason I am in a proud grandmother, my mother's 1999 Buick Regal. It is Saturday, January the 28th, 2017, and I am driving the, uh, uh, the we, we are calling it Proud Grandmother because there is a plate on the front that she had years ago put on the front of a car that says Proud Grandmother. It is now cracked, but it, it does still, you can still read it. I don't know that that plate will last, that I will continue to leave that on there, but right now it is there. It is kind of a good name for a car, too. Proud Grandmother. It reminds me of that uh, Bill Cosby movie. <laughs> Which, well, you know, it's... Uh, I mean, let me roll up the windows here if I can figure out how to do them. I'm still trying to figure this car out. That Bill Cosby movie, Mother Jugs and Speed. I don't know why, but Proud Grandmother. Mother Jugs and Speed. So, um, that's I don't know if that's before Bill went nuts or Bill was just going nuts and we didn't know about it. But uh, that's neither here nor there. The reason I'm telling you about being in the car here in the 99 Buick Regal the topic that I thought of today to discuss with you, first cars. That is right, first automobiles. That is what we are going to talk about today on the Garbage Cast Conversation. I have a first, a premature automobile story before my first automobile, as a matter of fact. There's a car that we almost got that ended up not being the car that we purchased, and that was a dark blue, I think it was a 1984 or 1983 K-Car. I think it was like an Aries K-Car. Now, looking back now, that would have been pretty cool because the K-Car, it ended up getting quite the mystique <laughs> in later years. In fact, there was a viral at the very start of the Internet when videos were passed by files. Before YouTube, there was a viral video. Some man made a commercial for his Aries K-Car. And it was like a parody commercial. It was hilarious. And I remember you would have to you have to wait like five minutes for the commercial to download in your email. Uh, but uh, it was a fantastic commercial. He posted it somewhere to sell his K car. I, I don't. I used to have a copy of the file. I don't know if I still do. I would. I'll have to look for that. Maybe somebody has posted that fantastic commercial, in, now in HD quality up on the uh, interwebs on YouTube or something. But that had to be 2002, 2003 that that was making the rounds. And I think that was before YouTube, or maybe before YouTube really hit it big. I'm not sure. I can't. I don't know my internet history well. Uh, we got the car over to the house. My father drove it home. I'll never forget it. This is 1989. That is the year I turned 16. 1989. Uh, he drove it home because he worked at the uh, at a Pontiac dealership. He was a parts manager for years. He retired from a Pontiac dealership, and he'd worked at a Dodge dealership before that was right next door. So they had this uh, K car come in. I think it only had like uh, 30 or 35,000 miles on it. It was very low miles. And I'll never forget the front license plate, which is what made me think of this car. The front license plate was like one of those airbrush beach scenes, you know? And it said, retired. <laughs> so somebody somebody retired had uh, traded in their car or had turned in their car. And I thought, well, that will be the perfect plate to leave on the front of the car. But uh, alas, my father said No. It was just it didn't mechanically check out. They, they didn't seem like good quality cars. Let's not do that. You're going to be going to college in a couple of years. So then he brings home what ended up being my first car. The car that I drove all the, almost all the way through college before it blew up, basically. It was a 1985 Chevrolet Cavalier two-tone 
a poop brown was the bottom tone, and the top tone was like a creamy white. Now, every once in a while, you will still see cars of, of that era in that color because GM really loved that two-tone combination, and they did it on almost every car that they had. In fact, there's a guy in my town where I live now uh, that is near my kid's school. He has a Monte Carlo. I think it's like an 84, an 85 Monte Carlo, and it is that color. It is that two-tone. Every time I drive past it, I think of that old Chevy Cavalier. Um, that Chevy Cavalier, I treat cars with a lot of deference and respect now. I, don't, I can't say that I did at the time. <laughs> Uh, the worst part about the Chevy... Now, the Chevy Cavalier was a great car. It took a lot of abuse. I think it had only like 40,000 miles on when I got it. It died at close to 170, 180, which is a miracle for a 1985 Chevy Cavalier, okay? So mechanically, it was very strong, and I think I threw a rod. Uh, yeah, I didn't throw it. The engine threw it. It was a fatal injury. <laughs> So uh, it just finally gave up, you know, and the, diff the, uh, the decision was, should we put another engine in this 1985 Cavalier? And this was in, like, 1990, oh, my gosh, 1990, well, it had to be after 1994 because the car that replaced it was a 1994 Pontiac Sunbird. So I think I drove that car until about 1996, so I drove it from 1989 to 1996, all the way through college. I guess it was all the way through college. No, 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 that's wrong. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I had a 91 Pontiac Sunbird. That's right. It was a 91. So that means I probably got it in, like, 1993. So it did not... That car did not last all the way through college. I think it was the summer of 93 is when uh, the Cavalier uh, it just you know, gave up the ghost. Uh, it, when I first got it, it had an AM FM radio. I was dying for a cassette. And finally, I think later on in the year, uh, somebody came in over there and they ended up getting a cassette player turned in. And my dad was able to swap it out for free uh, and just write it off. So I finally got a cassette player. Man, I was jamming. And I still have this uh, thing of cassettes, this cassette holder. It, it says on the top of it, it came from the Hallmark store. It says something like, uh, something uh, to play with all the car windows down way too loud. Stuff to play with all the car windows down way too loud. And it holds like uh, 12 cassettes. I still have it. I would keep it under my seat uh, because I was always afraid, you know, somebody will break in and steal my cassettes. <laughs> what an idiot. Uh, and when I got the Sunbird, I got a little older, I, I stopped carrying that around, but I saved that, that uh, case, and I preserved the cassettes that were in it. I never changed them. So the cassettes that are in that uh, case, and it's, it, it's, uh, it's still at my house, has the, uh, I'd see the 12 or 14 cassettes that I drove around with all the way from like 1990 to uh, the, up until about 94. And 94, that's where I stopped and I just preserved it. It's been exactly the same ever since. It has my Jane's Addiction cassette in it. It has some, um, what's his name, Judd, um, it's not Judd Nelson. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember his name. Uh, my Fast Times Ridgemont High soundtrack cassette is in it that I bought at Tower Records in Nashville in like 1991. Um, so it is a time it is a time capsule. New Order, um, Respect, I think was the name of the song. Uh, that is in it. Uh, so there's a lot of cool stuff in that. So I have a piece of my high school and college years in that little case. What was I thinking in 1994 to decide to save that like that? I don't know. And now I have a cassette player here in the Buick. In Proud Grandmother. That just sounds gross, saying it's In Proud Grandmother. So I don't know if that name is going to stick or not. But I do have that cassette player in here, so I can play cassettes again. That is that is kind of a reason to keep the cassette player, uh, you know, because I do have those old cassettes. Uh, what else do I want to tell you? 
over my head in the uh, in the uh, Chevy Cavalier, in the headliner was all of these little uh, divots, like little. Uh, imp- they were impressions from my knuckles because I would get mad driving and I would pound the ceiling of the car, not realizing I was making these indentions more and more. And it finally became a fun thing, like it was like a habit, you know. And I would be out with my friends and we would we would all do it because it was just like some dumb uh, pre Wayne's World Wayne's World sort of thing that you would see happening. So there were like divots in the headliner in the four places where people would sit. Would sit. It was very odd. Uh, I drove that car all over the place. I would tell my mother, I'm going to the mall. And me and my uh, best friend at the time, Jeff, we would get in the car and we would drive to the mall in Memphis or in Louisville, Kentucky. We're talking three, four hours away. Armed with only quarters for the cell, for the uh, phone if something happened because there were no cell phones. So uh, luckily, the Cavalier never failed us. The only time the Cavalier ever failed us was in college. It, it failed me twice. I broke down once, actually broke down, had to leave it on the side of the street. Uh, but the first time I, uh, my alternator went out, uh, me and uh, three of my friends from college, maybe it was four, I think we had three people in the back seat plus somebody up here by me, so I think there were five of us in the car. We decided we would drive to Owensboro, Kentucky to try McPizza. My friend Byron had said that they had McPizza in Owensboro, Kentucky. So we had to drive to Owensboro, Kentucky, and we had to get McPizza. And we were coming back, and I realized my lights were getting dimmer and dimmer as we were coming back. I was like, why are the lights getting dimmer and dimmer? And the radio stopped working. (laughs) And we limped back into town. This is like 11 o'clock at night with no lights. We had to come down the interstate with no lights. But we did make it back to the apartment, and the alternator had gone out. I, I don't remember how we got that fixed. I think my father came up, and we just changed it right there in the parking lot. And then about two years later, I was driving in the snow, and the car just turned off. <laughs> and I dro- I rolled over to the side of the road, and I you know I got I walked all back to my apartment at the time. I had an apartment; it was like a mile down the road. I walked in the snow. And I was like, well, I'm stranded. And he told me, well, what happened? And I was like, well, just shut off. Oh, that's the computer. Your computer went bad. So he drives up the next day with a with the computer. And we change it out on the side of the road. <laughs> and it was the computer. You could do that back then, I guess. And uh, we changed it right there on the side of the road. And uh, and we were able to it started right up. Didn't have another problem with it till we threw a rod. And then uh, a little bit later, my uh, girlfriend at the time... Uh, well, I'm not going to mention her name, uh, but uh, she was my girlfriend for a couple of years in college. She accidentally locked the keys in the trunk. We went to the park for a concert or something. I don't remember what it was. And I was like, well, you get the chairs out of the trunk. And she got the chairs out of the trunk. She came back, and then she just kind of looks at me. And kinda, and I kind of look at her, and she's like, uh-oh. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, oh, oh, boy. And I don't think I handled it well. I think I was immature, and I got uh, unduly mad because I was, you know, a dick back then. Uh, I could be a dick. I guess I can still be a dick sometimes, which, you know, that doesn't show in my podcasting. I have really chilled over the years. Uh, When I was younger, I could be quite uh, just a hot-headed dick, just terrible uh, at times, and uh, ruined a lot of relationships by being a dick, but that's neither. Well, that'd be another subject for another garbage cast, me being a dick. I could talk about that for a while. Uh, But uh, back then, we didn't really know what to do. We didn't call a locksmith. It was a Saturday afternoon, so I went to the park payphone, and I called my mother in Hendersonville, all the way down in Tennessee, you know, about an hour and a half away, and my father drives up with the spare keys so we can get back in the trunk. Luckily, it was a Saturday afternoon. You know, I guess there wasn't much going on. College football, he probably missed or something. But uh, boy, how dumb, how dumb we were. 
a lot of good memories in the in the uh, in the Chevy Cavalier. Like I said, we went to Louisville, Memphis. I mean, you you name it. Uh, we drove all over the place. We would just pile in. No real thought to um, you know, gas was like ninety cents a gallon, uh, which seemed like nothing back then. It seemed like it was almost free. Oh, and one final story here. I don't want to go too far. I taught everybody how to drive that that I had access to. Okay, all of my friends that had permits. Oh, do you drive? I'm fine with it. Let me tell you now. I- I'm pretty calm, I guess, showing my daughter how to drive. I I feel like I'm much more laid back than my wife. But, you know, I'm very cautious. I I don't, you know, I'm like, you know, hey, you're drifting off the side of the road. You're doing this, you're doing that. Uh, Not back then, man. I would just say, okay, well, I would give little bits and pieces of advice, you know. But here I am, uh, 17, telling somebody 16 or 15 how to drive. And we and my friend uh, Jeff, we would just we would drive down to the mall in all of this crazy traffic. You know, he had just his learner's permit, and we would just be full on. I would never take my daughter today down into this busy traffic. And back then, malls were hopping, and we would just fly into traffic. And I remember, I can still remember one time. This is probably in 1990. I guess it was 1990. Man, he almost rear-ended. I think it was a BMW or a Mercedes-Benz at a red light because they stopped. He wasn't really... You know, he didn't know to pay attention. Hell, he just started driving. And, uh, man, he almost creamed him. I'm like, oh, my God, you love the... Uh, you love the expensive wrecks. <laughs> I, I swear, I don't know how something terrible did not happen. The things that we did... Uh, and just the stupidity. And it wasn't just him. I mean, it was everybody. Everybody, all my friends that had permits. Oh, yeah, you can drive. You drive. You know, let's go driving somewhere. I just had no sense of boundaries. <laughs> so silly. So silly. Um, and they're all probably exceptional drivers today. And maybe they look back and they wonder, whatever happened to Jason? That dork that would just throw his keys to me. I'd never let my kids do that. What a jer- What an idiot. And he was kind of a dick, too, at times. That's probably what they'd say. Uh, don't know. I don't know. But thinking back on the first time I was driving, that those are those are fun times. Hard to believe that we're, you know, we're speeding up on thirty years, man. Thirty years. Um, it, it's it's hard to believe. Um, so here I am uh, coming to you from proud grandmother. Please give us your first. I mean, you may still be driving your first car. I don't know. I, I mean, it's possible up till. Well, I don't know. You're a little older than I was when I did get rid of my first car. And like I said, it, it either threw a rod or something like cracked a head or something. It just—it was such an expensive repair; it was not worth fixing. So we had to f- just get rid of it. But um, I still have a registration from it, uh, tucked away in some stuff, some memorabilia that I guess if I had a basement bar, uh, that would be part of the basement bar. Good memories. Um, that's it for you there. I hope that that's an appealing subject for you. I hope you got something to share with me on first cars. Hope this is what you're looking for. Always good to talk to you virtually, and I'll talk to you again very soon. From the golf course, this is MMD here with another Garbage Cast Conversations. Today's subject, or this week's subject, and thanks again to Up In This Brain for providing the subject, is cars. Um, 
specifically the question is, is first cars. Now, uh, the reason why you had that clip in the beginning, or clip, the, you know, the intro, it's because that is the sound of my first car, which is my current car, um, a 2016 Subaru Legacy. And as you know, I've chronicled my car journey uh, on previous garbage casts, so I'm not going to go into that just yet. Or actually, at all. Forget that. Fuck it. You know, you want to go hear about my first car? You can go back and listen to that. Um, and this is my first car because it's primarily mine. It's it's a business car. Um, company car. In uh, that, like, I haven't really had, you know, cars of my own. The third child you know it's not like I was going to have my own car um, the deal is always you, got, you have a car or you, you live in residence and I chose to live in residence so I didn't have one in the university um, and if, we've had other cars like I've shared with my mom but this is primarily mine so this is my first car. I mean, I love it to death. It's a great recording booth. It gets a little dirty. I have some issues with it. Mostly that weird tire thing. And the battery. But, all in all, a pretty awesome car. Because, I'm going to shift this clip the other way and talk about my car history now the first car I can remember was funny enough we share this um, our first car that I can remember was a sky blue Plymouth Chrysler Reliant right eh, Plymouth Reliant Plymouth Reliant they weren't like double badging them but yeah it was a K car it was pretty awful uh, it ran reliably but you know there was holes in the floor and it was it was not not good you know it was ugly it was sky blue it had an all dark grey interior of vinyl seats cloth seats and it generally was uncomfortable um, however, I did research by reading the manual, um, what the additional features were, and you could get, mind you, on a Plymouth Reliant K-Car, a CD changer. Yep, if you spent the money, you can get the optional CD changer. So that should give you an age generally of what this this car was um i don't know how old it was cuz it was just you know the very first car that we had then after it became too unsafe to drive um and unreliable cuz my my father had a bad habit of going to car auctions and buying auction vehicles 
and generally use auction vehicles without having a mechanic sense is not a great idea. Because then we had a uh, Oldsmobile Cutlass Sierra station wagon that generally didn't start. Uh, it was dark blue. We only had it temporarily, like maybe a year at most. or I think so. And then that gave way to the Dodge Chrysler Sport Van. My father went to the, the Chrysler dealership uh, in town and then somehow came away with a cherry, like metallic cherry Chrysler Sport. I don't know how fucking sport it was. Caravan. Um, three rows of seats. You know, a big loaf of bread on wheels. Kind of overly mid-90s. This is this is when they, they moved from that 80s um, van shape to a more round aerodynamic shape. Oh, and he overpaid for that thing. That thing was a piece of crap. Um... I don't know what, I don't know how a van could be sport, but it had a spoiler, like a top spoiler. It was fucking ugly, stupid. But, you know, at least it was a new vehicle, so everyone was happy. And then... uh, Let's see. We had a Neon. A red Chrysler neon that we had until my brother was in an accident where the vehicle backed up onto it I think it was a truck or something or he was just following too closely and it like wedged the vehicle and then and then from there I don't I don't remember you know we had more Chrysler vans but yeah, we, we had some, like, other cars, but we we only had Subarus as of the 2000, and that's because we, we know the head salesman at the one Subaru dealer, and I, I, per, I particularly like Subarus. Um, they're not the most practical vehicles, but I, I like the sensibility of them. Uh, the all-wheel drive, and then you put winter tires on them. Pretty good. And I like the the torquiness of it. I don't need speed. I just need to maneuver. And it generally allows me to do that. Um, and then... That turn basically was a, a Subaru Impreza, and we are at the current car. <sighs> hmm. Man, the Chrysler Neon was a cheap, cheap vehicle. Oh, it was small. It was super tiny, and being fairly tall, you kind of just were cramped, and it was. It was so low to the ground, it was like sitting in like a wash tub. 
just a tiny, tiny vehicle. But yeah, that is my car history in a nutshell. I'm going to wrap it up because I'm getting tired and my arm's getting sore of holding this thing. This has been the MMD. Here with another end of a a gombos cast, a garbage cast conversation. Another one is in the can. Dump it.